Welcome to my Soul Life podcast. This is my playground and I'm your host, Susan Scollin. I believe that we can live a life we love every day. To do this, we have to go on a journey to uncover who we are on every layer so we can live our legacy now. Join me each Monday for conversations about following our soul's calling and embodying what lights us up so we can be even more amazing people. And each Thursday, listen in to the beginner health sessions for simple ways you can up-level your own health. Be inspired. I want to remind you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guests. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis or treatment, and I would encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Hello and welcome back to my Soul Life podcast. It's great to be with you and I'm Susan, so we're going to dive in today and we're going to talk about anxiety. And it's the first time that I've talked about anxiety on the podcast And to be honest with you, I wouldn't have said that I had any anxiety um, or have suffered from anxiety in the past up until about six months ago or sort of nine months ago when I was just sort of looking into my own discoveries around postnatal depression and you can go back to episode one and hear about my journey through that. However, I realised that I actually did have postnatal anxiety as well and the depression came first and then the anxiety I think came after or the anxious moments. Now I've had anxious moments in my life sure I've been in stressful situations Um, I've had to turn up and perform even though you know perhaps I didn't really want to or I was just struggling with how much growth was going to happen in that phase and how That made me feel anxious about what was coming because anxiety is, generally speaking, is about what's happening in the future or what we generally can't control in the future. Whereas depression is something from the past, typically. So it's it's a longing for me. It was a longing for what was in the past. And um, when I look at my anxiety journey, um, it really started after we got back from. Bali in June 2014. Yes. So Teddy was about seven months old and we'd gone on a holiday. Um, So I had my, you know, depression sort of rock bottom in the May. And then in the June, we went off to celebrate my 40th in Bali, which was really lovely. And we went with my parents and we had a great time and it was very relaxing and very freeing. And I think, you know, going from what was a stressful environment before with the postnatal depression, the not wanting to be there, not knowing where I was going, all of that sort of stuff, to then go on this holiday, which was a gift, total gift, and then come back into real life and go, oh, fuck, I can't do this. I really can't do this. And I still remember standing in my kitchen and just being like I was all up in my head. I was all in my body, like nervous energy throughout my body that Chris ended up taking the day off work just to to be there to support me and to look after Teddy and just allow me to move through everything that was happening Um, because I, I really couldn't function on that day. I really just wasn't functioning at all. And so looking back at that real nervous energy and it's bringing tears to my eyes because it was so... Uh, all-encompassing and like I said I, I really I just couldn't function 
However, I got through that day and then because it wasn't as bad as what my brain was telling me that we're going to go back into that depression phase. We're not going to be able to move forward. We're going to be stuck where we are and we can never have that kind of life, i.e. the barley kind of life in life, which is totally not true. But I was all up, like I said, all up in my head and then feeling that all that anxiety through my body. And the reality is that and I'll come to it in a little bit, around the thoughts that I were having, if anybody else was having those thoughts with that feeling of anxiety, because not all of the thoughts will drive anxiety, they will drive other feelings. But if you've got the two combined together, naturally, it's not going to feel great and you're not going to react really well. So it's safe to say, from my perspective, I was right where I was meant to be because of those thoughts and feelings that were happening at the time. And that can be really hard to look at and accept, but I have a lot of self-compassion for that version of me that was back then, um, that person, that woman that was going through so much and trying to figure everything out um, to become, just to be happier. That's all I wanted to do was to be happier. And it was that, you know, one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, and all of the things that I've probably shared on this podcast, you know, there was a, a point where I just asked myself each morning, do I feel happy today? I hadn't opened my eyes. I just knew that I was awake and I went, do I feel happy today? And it took me like two weeks to get a yes. So it was no, no, no. But, you know, you still get up. I was still getting up and doing my day. Um, and it took me, yeah, a good two weeks to get that yes. And then once I got the yes, it didn't mean the yes stayed. There was still lots of no's that came in, but then the yes came back and I went, okay. I can see bits of light. I can see that this is possible, that I can call in this happiness that I want and then defining what happiness was to me. I probably I probably took a long time to do that. Um, I didn't think about it in terms of a def, um, definition. Obviously, I could read a dictionary or have a look at someone else's definition of what happiness is, but then redefining that for myself. And I guess that's where I started to listen to my intuition eat well, exercise, start doing the things that really lit me up, that's where things started to change. The other prominent anxiety moments that sort of come up for me when I think about this is, and I think timing-wise, it was actually in 2018. So thinking about where I was in 2014 when things weren't going well and then digging myself through that hole, starting work in 2015 again, uh, in the May of 2015. And I really felt like Teddy and I, once he hit 15 months, I really felt like we had hit a really good, um, good space. He was felt like somewhat independent at that point. Um, I could do some things. So I felt like I had value in my life. <laughs> it wasn't just all about nappies and feeding and sleeping and, and that sort of stuff. Things had started to change for us and we were in a really good space. So 2015, I've got, um, I'm back at work. I've been playing netball since 2014. So that had already been part of my life. Um, and then moving through some of the things that happened, oh, that, yeah, and that just triggered another um, anxious moment that happened in 2016. So there were these milestone, I'm going to say milestones. They're not, really, well, I'm not sure I want to give anxiety the kudos that they're milestones, but there were these bigger moments where these things came in. And one of them was around, in the past, 
with certain with a certain group of friends, um, I would get invited to events. And it got to the point for me after one particular event where it was I was excited to be there. Um, we were going to a great restaurant and I actually got shut out of a conversation or I just wasn't spoken to. Like I was literally felt like I had something to say, I had something to offer. I really thought that what I had said made sense and it certainly made sense to me like I really got what was going on but because of that comment I was shut out of any future sort of conversation with these people and I was at one end of the table with them and so that blocked out the other end of the table to me and I said to Chris at that point um this is me taking ownership of what comes next just just pointing out I said to him if it's not going to be good food and good company I'm not going So I couldn't have known that night of what would happen, um, but it obviously happened for a reason and the reason is the lesson for me to learn from that. And what happened over the sort of ensuing months was I would get invited to events with these people and sometimes I would go and sometimes we wouldn't go. And I didn't do things lightly in that space. I knew the conscious decisions that I was making And it got to a point where I was sort of saying yes and then I was pulling out at the last moment and then I went, this isn't working. Anyway, fast forward to 2018, there's a weekend. Oh, I'm at Nepal on a Saturday and everything's fine. We play the game, we go home. um, And then the following weekend, we don't have Nepal. And the following Sunday, I'm on social media and here's a photo of some of the Nepal girls with one particular netball girl that always told me about things that was going on. Um, I may not have gone, uh, and I certainly wouldn't have gone on that weekend, so interestingly, but the anxiety that just rose in me for at just seeing that post, I had to put down my phone straight away, turn off social media, and I was literally riddled with anxiety for the next, through until the Thursday, so sort of four days, I'm going to say. It took for that to sort of quell and for me to work through it. Um, And I'm not saying that I actually ever worked through it. (laughs) That's the other part. Uh, This still comes up for me um, and it's still come up in conversations actually recently uh, with somebody who has supported me and and given me another way to look at things that were were happening at the time. And so that was really supportive. But I still remember that anxiety being with me for a good like four days, almost like I had a hangover and it just was was with me. And um, what happened was I made a choice. I, I decided to go to netball the following weekend. I decided to turn up as I normally would, warm up as I normally would, not to talk about that photo on social media because I pretend I didn't like it. I didn't comment on it. I pretended like I hadn't seen it. And then I played the game I stayed around for what I determined was an obligatory amount of time so that nobody knew that anything was possibly wrong and then I left. <laughs> and I remember walking to the car and com- being completely riddled with anxiety around everything like shortness of breath and my hands um, were shaking and um, I was sweating. And so that was just these moments of anxiety that came through and I'll explain some of the thoughts that were happening at the time because this is my experience okay this isn't necessarily about what happened um, and I know certain other people beautiful people in my life have 
thoughts around one that one it should never have happened I should have been invited um, but I wasn't and that's okay and I wasn't in a position to to actually I, I wasn't connecting with these people and it's okay right um and the other thing was somebody said to me recently they went oh oh my god you went you went and played like I couldn't have shown up like they were like I just couldn't have shown up and I'm like no <laughs> that's just what I do um that's I these are the commitments that I make to myself one I'm going to play netball then I'm going to turn up and I make that commitment to myself and I show up so that was a really interesting um experience around anxiety and to see how devastating it can be obviously I'm having pockets of moments but some people live with anxiety on the daily and my heart goes out to you because that can be debilitating it was debilitating enough for me in those moments but debilitating um, overall and interestingly the reason that I'm talking about this today is that I just had an anxiety moment um, before and I was on Facebook and saw a Facebook uh, memory come up and I went, oh, that's amazing. I remember that photo. And then I, then it went into all the backstories, all the things that happened after that story. And I walked through the whole situation and initially some of my thoughts were, Jesus, man, like not me, the person, the interaction that happened because of that photo. I was like, just get some balls, like seriously. Or as I think Betty White says, get a vagina because they're much tougher than than a set of balls um, but just get some you know like take some ownership of your own shit because that's not my responsibility but then it went into a whole story around lost friendships and the changes that we have made and it is a we I will take responsibility from for it I will take responsibility for my component of it but it's the friendships that have changed over that time and and that led into the anxiety so that was happening today um, and it's really good to be doing this because I was like I'm not sure I can share this yet <laughs> I'm not sure if I can move through this but I want to give you the example of what used to be well weeks or days or months of anxiety kind of thing and years effectively of those things and this incident happened four years ago and so that photo which I absolutely love but it has all these attached memories to it um that really don't resonate well that cause that raises that anxiety with me and so I was then able to work through that anxiety and interestingly earlier this year I was having a conversation with somebody and I felt the anxiety rise through me because of something that I had done so I, I was able to own up to that and go that's not how I want to show up in the world and so I was able to feel that anxiety rise and I was able to quell it effectively like notice it and then go how what's the best way to sit in this situation or what's the best way to deal with this situation when I'm face to face with a person and we're having a conversation in the now and it's not like a message um, where I can just go off and have a break and take some time out and then come back but as I was just talking about like it's really interesting to start looking at where these emotions rise in our body and what I want to do with you now is just take you through a breathing exercise that you can do any time in your day, night, your life, no matter where you are. And you can just sit with this feeling that is rising with you. And of course, if it's not such a positive feeling, perhaps you want to do this in a private space. Make sure you are safe. 
so that there are people around you. Make sure you tell your partner or your husband or your wife that you're going to do this thing um, and that you might need a cuddle afterwards. You know, that's what they're there for. They're there to help you. And if you don't have those people, do it with a friend. Just say, I just need some time and space, but I'm going to need to talk about this afterwards. Can you just listen to me? And find that safe space that works for you. So I'm going to invite you. And if, hang on, before we do that, if you're driving and listening to this, don't do it. <laughs> um, if you're riding a bike <laughs> and it's not a stationary bike, don't mean even still, probably don't do it. Um, if you're at the gym, don't do it. So make sure that you're in a safe space, you're in a quiet space and We're around the 15 or 16 minute mark of this podcast, so you can actually come back to this point and do it again at another time when you're in that sort of safe space. So just going to invite you to close your eyes and I want to invite you to take a big deep breath in through your nose and out through your nose or mouth. And taking another big deep breath in through your nose and out through your nose or mouth. And take another big deep breath in through your nose and out through your nose or mouth. And just come back to your regular breathing pattern. And because we're talking about anxiety today, I'm gonna invite you to sit in the feeling of anxiety. If that doesn't resonate with you, pick another feeling pick something either something that feels good or something that doesn't feel good you do you okay it doesn't matter and this exercise applies to the non-feeling good emotions and the good feeling emotions and it's great to do it for both so feel into that anxiety or whatever that emotion is for you feel it in your body and just notice where it shows up for you in your body Interestingly, my voice just went croaky. Now, that's not new, but we're doing this exercise. So start to look at those physical effects that start to come in. Where do you feel it? Is it in your gut? Is it in your heart? Is it in your neck, your head, your shoulders, your legs? Feel into it. And then what does it do? Does it stay stay still or does it move? Does it extend? Does it get bigger, smaller? What does it do? Just notice what colour it is. Does it change colours? Is it sticky or scratchy? Is it hard or soft? Just notice. And is it warm or cold? Look at all those physical attributes that it has. Remember you're in a safe space and this is just information. You don't have to do anything with it. All right. And when you're ready, I want you to wiggle your fingers and toes. Just gently move your body from side to side and crack open your eyes. Now I'd encourage you to journal out anything that came up for yourself through that. And I'd encourage you to share that with somebody that you know and love and that you trust. But what I encourage you to do also is just to notice 
the next time anxiety, those feelings come into your body, it's not necessarily that you notice you've got anxiety, it's the feeling of anxiety that comes through you. So for me, anxiety rises in my body like a tingling. So literally like I can feel it coming up from my feet, up my legs, into my torso, um, and it sort of envelops my whole body, like it really takes over my whole body. And the one in January, I was able to quell it because it got up to around just above my belly and I was able to sort of quell it. And if I, you know, if I miss any of those sorts of signs, if I sort of block those out, I can always tell because my hands are a little twitchy and that's not twitchy as in I'm manifesting anything. It's twitchy because of the situation that I'm in and I'm feeling uncomfortable I mentioned before that I can get a little bit sweaty as well. So just noticing some of those other signs can be really helpful. Now, what I want to share with you next is that anxiety is a feeling. It's something we feel in our body. It's not necessarily something that is generated, an emotion that is generated from our brain. It's not hunger that our brain is going, okay, it's time to eat. It's literally coming through our body. That's what feelings do. And Feelings come from thoughts. So that's the connection to the brain, right? So if we've got these feelings coming through our body, we can have a look and go, what are the thoughts that I'm thinking? And some of the thoughts that I'm thinking is, I can't fix this. I should be able to. That's one thought, by the way. (laughs) I'm not enough. I can't do this. I can't be, I can't be this way forever. And I'm not smart enough. There's some of the the thoughts that I have and they're particularly some of the thoughts that had around these situations and I they're particularly thoughts that I had around my postnatal, post-anxiety, depression journey thing um, that I had back then and they're linked to the anxiety particularly that I felt today when I sat down and journaled all of this out. And in these thoughts... These thoughts generate the feeling, right? So we've got the anxiety and they're generating these, it's coming from these thoughts. And from that feeling of anxiousness or anxiety, it creates things in my life. Like I don't want to do anything. I want to hide. I want to have, if I'm in a a room with people, I want to have a surface level conversation. I'm not keen to go deep. And and in my brain, I'm going, you don't deserve me to go deep with you. I'm just going to stay here and talk about the weather and talk about the sporting events and talk about what's in the news. And I'm just going to listen to you because you don't actually get to hear from me because I'm feeling anxious in these moments. And overall, in general speaking, I'm not being my true self. I'm not honoring myself in those anxious moments because I want to go and hide. I want to run away. I want to get out of the event. I want to get off the phone call, whatever it might be. I just want to get away. And so therefore I'm not putting into those sorts of conversations. And like I said before, I'm hiding. What can I distract myself with? Where's the food? What's um, happening on TV? I'm not going to go and dive into a book, generally speaking. That's just not my jam. But could I go for a run? Like, could I go and walk it off? Could I go and, you know, ruminate on some of those thoughts and think that I'm processing it and tell myself that I'm doing well at processing it? And that's not being derogatory to me. But am I actually processing it? Or am I asking the same brain that gave me those thoughts of not being good enough and that I can't fix this and I'm not smart enough? 
how to fix it? Am I asking the same device effectively to give me the answers, to fix the answers to those, or to give me the answers to those questions? And the answer to that is yes. And that isn't really going to be supportive for me going forward. And that doesn't help me move through things. So this is how I move through things. And I think this, hopefully this will be valuable for you. And it is something that you practice. It isn't something that you get the first time and go, oh, I'm amazing. This is wonderful. I'm really good at this. No, it's like four years later, I see a photo and all of that anxiousness comes back up. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, we're back here again. All right. Do I want to move through it? Am I going to sit with it? What's the process? Or do I have no process? Am I just going to be anxious? And then what happened today is I'm on a phone call. This this photo comes through before I get on this phone call and then I'm thinking about it. And my initial thoughts were, oh, Jesus, like seriously, like I cannot believe all the, the what happened around that phone, that photo. I cannot believe everything that came up just because of one photo on social media and one conversation that effectively blew up a friendship. Um, and then I went through the events and then the anxiety started to rise in me about those lost friendships over that sort of period of time. So this is all, as I said, this has all happened today and we're not four days into it where I'm still feeling anxious and four years down the track. It's something that happened four years ago, sure, but I was able to move through it a lot quicker. And I saw that if I stayed in this space, I would not be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> Absolutely not. I would be probably jumping in the pool, hiding, oh, hanging out the back, just lying down, wanting to have a nap, watching a bit of TV on Netflix and just you know, out of, out of life, just jumping out of it. So let's go back to the steps of how I move through it. Generally, I sit with it. It takes me a while to get there. I'm not going to say I'll go, oh, let's journal straight away. I'm ready to go. Often I feel it in my body and I just kind of notice it. And I notice the tears welling because that's also what happened today. And I'm like, and I can't breathe as well. And I'm second guessing myself in my head around everything. And then once I once I sit with it and really notice it, like really notice the effects that it's actually having on my life, like I talked about that in action, I notice what it's creating and I ask myself, is that in alignment with my values? And what do you reckon the answer to that is? The answer to that is no, it's not in alignment with my values. It's not the type of person I am and it's not the type of person I want to be. So in the past, like I said to you before, it's taken me sometimes days, months to work through it. Today, it took two hours. And that two hours was made up of, I got on that call. I was on there for an hour. Things were welling within me whilst I was whilst I was on that call. And to be honest, I wanted to get off that call a number of times. But I sat there. I made myself stay. It was a safe space, um, but it wasn't a space that I could share based on what we were doing. And it wasn't, thank goodness, that I was facilitating it. But sometimes I've been in that situation where I am facilitating a call or it's a podcast interview and I've got to turn up. And so I'm able to just put that to the back of my mind and know that it will still be there when I get off um, and just focus and be in that space for that with that person. So 
that first hour was on that other call. Then it was lunchtime. So I distracted myself by making lunch. I could have really sat down because it was 12 o'clock and just sat and journaled, but I didn't. But I did get a notepad and pen and I put that next to me. I ate lunch. I watched a bit of TV um, as I do during my lunch breaks and then um, watching some sort of doco today. Um, yeah, a raw, raw food thing. And then um, I put the put my bowl down from my salad and I just sat and I wrote um, and I wrote through what had happened what was the circumstance what was the thing that triggered me it was the photo um, what were my thoughts about that what were my feelings about that and I already knew it was anxious but there was also some thoughts that drove the feeling of angry so that was interesting to watch come through and I allowed those to come through I focused mainly I did focus on the anxious thoughts I didn't go back to the angry photo angry thoughts um, I let those sort of be but I could certainly go back and, and work on those as well and then I looked at what would happen if I continued to sit in this anxiety as I said before I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast I certainly would not I would have allowed that anxiety to really take over me and to really dominate everything that I was going to do today and probably wouldn't have done today because of it and that then really helped me just to kind of unpack it a little bit more and ask myself if this is all being driven in primarily like so let me step back if I've got say 10 thoughts right 10 things that are kind of coming up that I'm not smart enough that I'm not enough that I should be able to fix this all of that sort of stuff and they're coming up I just pick one of those thoughts out the one that's causing me the most grief effectively and I ask myself a bit more about that question and in this case it was what is enough for me the thought was I'm not enough and so what is enough how do we define that and it was really interesting to look at how I defined what enough is to start with and I realized that it's actually an external measure it's external to me other people's idea of what is enough that I should have done something different in that situation that photo that I should have met their standards and their expectations rather than meeting my own, you know, that there was a difference between our expectations of what, what had happened. And I knew that I couldn't control their expectations and nor can I control their response to it, nor can I control the way that they manage that um, and what they chose to do in that sort of moment and how they chose to do it. Really, really interesting because that um, effectively blew up a friendship um, that has really transformed in that moment from there had been other things happening obviously it wasn't it's not always one-sided um it's not one-sided should I say but there had been other moments along the path that had gotten us potentially to this point and I now look back on those things as tough as they can be as gifts and it's unfortunate sometimes that things in my mind blow up like they do um, but perhaps it was because I was still doing all the right things as opposed to doing the things that re really resonated with me and to be honest in that situation I was doing something that resonated with me I was pretty happy I was really chill and then this expectation came in over the top of it and yeah effectively blew it up so again back to what is enough well it was an it was external 
I couldn't control it. I couldn't tell you how it was going to play out. I couldn't tell you what their thoughts were or what they wanted. Um, the enoughness comes from looking at the Joneses. Oh, when we get to there, we'll be, I'll be, have achieved, blah. Well, what is achieving? What is success? You know, all of that sort of stuff. So then I sat down and I went, okay, well, still journeying. What is enough for me? And enough for me is being me being authentically me, being happy, connecting with people that resonate with me, being in flow, being in my flow. That's really important to me. And when I've thought that I am in my flow in the past, perhaps I wasn't, but I am more so these days. And so seeing that path and moving through it, that's really enough for me. Doing the things that light me up, that's really important to me as well. And letting go of comparison. Now, this is kind of a list of positives and then I throw what potentially isn't a negative in there. But comparison plays a lot, a big part in my life. But the reality is that, I, again, comparison is external to me. So I put it in this list because it's a reminder just to keep letting it go, keep putting fear in the back seat, put comparison in the back seat, put anxiety in the back seat. <laughs> They're not driving the vehicle. I'm driving the vehicle and I'm ready to move forward and I am moving forward. Let's, let's say that. Loving myself, turning up for myself and honoring the commitments I make to myself. That is enough for me. I don't need to do all the tick all the other boxes. Um, if I do because it resonates with you, that's fine. But that's your enoughness, not my enoughness. And so, creating this enoughness around me is really transformative. And I'd encourage you to have a look at what is enough for you, because I reckon we all have this "I'm not enough" story. We all have the "I'm not worthy enough." So looking at those two things, what is enough for you and what is worthy? What makes you worthy? And then going, okay, that's what I'm choosing to anchor into. I'm going to let go of all of those external things and I'm going to come back and anchor into what is true for me. So I hope this podcast has been really helpful. Um, I feel much lighter on the other side of sharing this with you. Um, I've shared some really specific personal journeys that I have been through. I may not have given you all the detail and I hope that I never do um, because, you know, there's other people that are attached to this as well. It's not that it's, um, yeah, that I, it's not that I want to harm anybody in any kind of way. I don't. This is my journey. These are my struggles and somebody else might've moved through these like, you know, water off a duck's back. They may never have ever worried about them. And so, I, I recently, um, as I was doing some work that I've been doing, it's about gratitude. And if I never had those experiences, would I be where I am today? And I don't think I would be. I think I'd still be struggling and there'd be still some of the challenges because I wasn't willing to stand up for myself or step up for myself, I should say, honour those commitments to myself and to make those moves. So... I look at it from a place of gratitude and I really appreciate that comment that that person made about that photo. I appreciate not being invited on that weekend because I never had to say, no, I'm not going. Um, and I appreciate, what was the other thing that I shared with you? <laughs> Let me have a look. Um, you know, I appreciate that whole event of getting back from Bali because it showed me what we could, what I could have and what life could be like, and then 
Therefore, I knew that I could move through from what was going on on that Monday when we got back to where I wanted to be. And that's really been the catapult to to where I am now. So I'm really grateful for that as well. So if you can wrap gratitude into the events and life lessons that we have along the way and see how we show up in those events, as I said, it's not all, it's not a one-way street. It's a two, three, four, five. It could be a massive highway street of things going on. And if we take ownership and responsibility for our component in it, then we can move forward and then we can move through it. So thank you again for joining me today. Um, I just want to remind you that my Souls Rising membership, this is a last-minute call for registrations. If you're keen to come and go deeper in your own life, meet some incredible people and, yeah, really have some fun along the way but actually make some changes and grow within yourselves, this is a really safe space to do that. And uh, yeah, I'd love to welcome you. So head over to my website, susanscollin.com. Just scroll down. There'll be a, um, a page, like a picture, an image for Souls Rising, and you'll be able to um, book just a 30-minute session with me just to ask me any questions that you have before coming into membership because I'd really love to make sure that this is a right fit for you as well. And as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. Thank you for showing up in the way that you have. And to be honest, thank you for honoring yourself as you do every single day and in your mission to be just more you, which is so beautiful. And if this episode resonates with you, please share it with someone you love and head over to my.soul.life.podcast on Instagram and please share with me what resonated with you from this episode. You know, have you struggled with anxiety? Is it something that's still debilitating for you? How do you move through it? What does that look like for you? I would love to have those sorts of conversations with you. All right. Talk to you soon, my friends, uh, and I'll see you in the next episode. Okay. Bye. Thank you for joining me today and I have a couple of small favours to ask. If you love this episode, please share it with someone you love and you know the episode will resonate with. Also, to help spread the word about my podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love hearing your thoughts about my podcast and what's resonating with you. Plus, it helps us share my podcast with the rest of the world, which is amazing. Finally, thank you so much for being here. I'm super grateful for you and I'm truly honored you've spent your time with me. Let's keep rising. Let's keep growing because it's totally possible to live a life you love every day right where you are. See you in the next episode.